0: Lance I'm Grace and this is ex-Mormons redeemed redeemed (laughs) this is our uh, episode number one we are excited to be here we're excited to have you with us we're here because we were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints the Mormons for
1: 40 years
0: 40 years we call that 40 years in the in the wilderness we call it 40 years A preparation.
1: Yes. Forty long years.
0: A preparing us for this work which we do now. In that time, uh, Grace, you served the church valiantly. You served the church with dedication. What did you do?
1: I did serve the church in several callings, usually primary teacher, nursery leader, or relief society secretary things like that but i wouldn't say that i did it joyfully <laughs> i always felt like i had to do it because i was asked not because i wanted to and not because i felt like i was being called by god but a because the, it, well it was a burden a burden <laughs> it, i i felt like it was because the church needed a body to fill a position and so i did it
0: Church needed a body, but God didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I served as well. I I had many callings uh, at many different levels, but probably those that would be looked at as as being the most significant. I was elders' quorum president. I was uh, in the presidency of the high priest, and I served as a bell worker in the temple. I worked Uh, in probably the most blasphemous, horrible position I can imagine. But I did serve valiantly. I served valiantly. I served with dedication. And it was always a burden. Something happened, Grace, that changed all this for us. You want to share that story?
1: Well, I started feeling... Like something wasn't right in the church. Um, I started noticing a lot of contradictions and a lot of conflicts. Uh, every time the church made changes, you know, the bishopric would get up and, and read the letter from Salt Lake telling us what those new changes should be and how we should be acting. And, and it started... Where after I'd hear these changes, all of a sudden I'd, I'd hear these words in my head that always say, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I thought, man, if that's true, why are we making all these changes? And this is supposed to be the true church of Jesus Christ. And so again and again, every time a letter was read and changes were made, I'd hear that same thing. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever.
0: Did you know where that... That passage, that saying, Jesus, is, do you know where that came from?
1: I, I didn't know where it came from. It it, it was just there, and I, I didn't know why, and I had never heard it before, I didn't think. And then uh, after we had left the Mormon church and we were checking out Christian churches, I was at one church, and I looked up, and there behind the pulpit was a big, huge sign that said, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. And I thought, wow. It was in the Bible all along. It was in the Bible, but I felt afterward, when I started thinking about it, I thought, God was telling me this. You know, Satan doesn't use God's scripture. He lies to us in a lot of ways, and he can make himself appear as if it's God, but he doesn't use God's word.
0: <laughs> and so
1: I know it was God that was telling me this every time that change was there. He was just... Protecting. He, he was. He was protecting me because those changes and conflicts and contradictions that I started noticing in the church, that was... It, it was true. There are conflicts and contradictions inside the church. In fact, um, 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all the assemblies of the saints. So, you know, it, it tells us right there in Scripture, God is not a God of confusion. And why was I so confused in the Mormon church then, if it's the true church?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that confusion can't exist right. in God's church, can it? You know, I struggle yeah. too. I struggled too, but I had different struggles. One of my biggest struggles was I could bear a testimony, and I often did bear testimony, but I bore testimony of programs and things that I liked in the church. But the one thing that that continually caused me to stumble is I couldn't bear a testimony that Joseph Smith was God's prophet. And like you said, you feel like God was protecting you. I do too, because when we came to the truth, I didn't have to shed Joseph Smith. There was something in my heart that told me all along, this man is not what he professes to be. And there was another thing that made me crazy. In First Nephi chapter 3, verse 7 in the Book of Mormon, God promises that he will prepare a way that we may accomplish everything which he commands. He prepares a way that we can have perfect obedience, that we can follow every commandment. And yet in Second Nephi 25-23, it says very clearly that we are saved by grace after all we can do. Well, I reasoned that if God prepared a way that I can keep every commandment, then the only thing that would qualify as all I can do is perfect of those commandments and I couldn't do it I had such a burden that I just couldn't do it I was I was a good Mormon I was I was 100 percent Mormon 99 percent of the time but but I failed often enough that I had no assurance of my salvation huh. then one day I I, after I struggled with this for so many years and I had doubt for many years and I was afraid to tell you, Grace. Hmm. I was scared to death because I thought you were this amazing Mormon woman. Mm, and me yet, too. <laughs> <laughs> I came to you one day and and I said, honey, I, I, I don't think I can be Mormon anymore. I was so afraid to tell you that. I didn't know if it would even destroy our marriage, but I just couldn't. And I said, I can't. I don't think I can be Mormon anymore. Tell me what you did, which was so cruel.
1: No, I had my good reasons. Um, I, by that time, had already determined that Mormonism wasn't true. I was listening to Christian music at work, and I was even bringing different songs home to share with you because I was hoping and praying that something might touch your heart and and lead you out of that. But when you told me you couldn't be Mormon anymore, I feared that something or somebody had said something throughout the day because you were in such a black place at that time. And I thought, oh my gosh, something's been said. What is it? And I, I didn't want to immediately jump and say yes, because I thought, well, what if tomorrow he says, you know what? I changed my mind. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, I am um, needed to give him a couple, three days, because I, I just wanted to make sure you were really serious about what you were saying.
0: And yet, you tortured me as I waited those two or three days, not knowing what's in your head made me nuts.
1: I know, but I knew, and so after saying I would think about it for a couple, three days, I very quietly went off into my bedroom, and I just said, yes, yes yes i was (laughs) so excited because i thought finally something has clicked in him and and in you and i i was just so excited but i didn't want that excitement to bubble over quite yet i needed to be sure where you stood
0: probably wise probably wise but it killed of
1: course it was wise (laughs) (laughs) of course it
0: was (laughs) but yeah and then god changes us he makes us new creatures. He opened our eyes, he opened our ears, he opened our hearts, and, and it was incredible. And then you did something again that blew my mind. Why are you called grace?
1: Well, first, I, I wanted to say that in Second Corinthians 4, 6, when it comes to us changing from Mormonism to Christ... You know, God said, seeing it is God who said, light will shine out of the darkness. And that's where we were. We were in darkness, and light was shining through. Who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And that's exactly it. We were in darkness for 40 years. Well, you longer than that, because I had joined the church when I was 20, but... The, the light was there, and it, it was creeping into our life, and we didn't even notice it until I think one day it was like we rounded a corner and had this blaring light shining in our eyes, and it it was amazing.
0: During it the was, headlights, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, during the headlights. Look, yeah, exactly, because it's like we just stood there and went, ah. Oh.
0: <laughs> but then part of that change was...
1: Well, part of the change was Why me. are you called Grace? Why am I called Grace, exactly. Um, I was nicknamed Mindy from the time I was born by my grandparents. So I was known by my nickname Mindy to pretty much everybody in school. My friends called me Mindy. You knew me as Mindy. So when we got married, it was Mindy. Very rarely did you ever hear my legal name,
0: which was Melinda Grace, which Earl.
1: is Melinda Grace. But, um, I got thinking about it because by that time, I, it, we,
0: well, we'd I, been saved for about a year.
1: I was going to say it was probably about a year, but so I had been reading the Bible and I realized, you know, God changes people's names for for a reason. He changed Abram to Abraham, and Sarai to Sarah, and Jacob to Israel, Hosea to Joshua, and Saul to Paul. I thought,
0: you know, (laughs) Why not me?
1: (laughs) Why not me? I said, I am a new person. And I had asked you, I said, do you see any changes in me? And you said, oh, yeah, of course. And that's when I asked you to please call me by my real name.
0: And I went, huh? (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, well, my real name is, like I said, Melinda Grace, and I asked to be called Grace because I feel that is exactly what God has given me, and he has changed me. So I'm Grace, or as you always call me, Gracie.
0: <laughs> you know, it's it was crazy, too, because after calling you, Mindy for 40 years you would think that would be a difficult transition but I we were driving to church when this happened and I, I just sat there and kept driving I, I tried it on grace and, and it fit like a glove and the transition was as instantaneous as my salvation you were grace and it's been grace and it fits like a glove yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we, uh, as new Christians, we started pouring over the Bible, and we love the Bible. But we have this most amazing and incredible experience almost daily as we open the Word of God, and that is that we see things that... that that just contradict everything we used to believe in fact I have taken up writing red M's in the margins next to every biblical scripture I see that contradicts Mormon beliefs Mormon doctrines and I kid you not I open my Bible and and almost every page that I have studied deeply will have five or six or more red M's in the margins It's, it's like God doesn't speak that he doesn't refute the lie of Mormonism.
1: That's true. Um, you know, a lot of times when I'm, I i do not do the Red M thing, but I when I'm reading through the Bible right now, especially the Old Testament, you know, being Mormons for 40 years, that's kind of where we focus on because that's what we know. And I will read something and it's like, oh my gosh, he tells us right there what is true and it's usually like you said it contradicts what the mormons teach and it's funny because i'll look up and i just look at you like lance (laughs) listen to this
0: (laughs) in fact our bible studies are, are are just crazy because right now i'm i'm studying in the new testament she's studying in the old and 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 every time either one of us gets focused on something that we're reading, the other one will say, oh, 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 and And we share and it's again and again and again, a giant red M going into the margins of my Bible because the truth is so beautiful. Matthew 13 talks about people who have ears but they can't hear and they have eyes and they can't see. And I would add to that they have a heart. Well, Hebrews 8.10 talks about hearts that are made of stone but are turned to flesh and we were in that place where our eyes couldn't see and our ears couldn't hear and our hearts couldn't feel. And now, wow!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it's it, just,
1: just a big wow. Just wow, wow. Yeah, you know, like he said, every single day when we read, every morning, there's invariably almost always something that we read that is just a big wow for us and when you stop and think about it you know second Timothy 3:16 says every scripture is God breathed God breathed and profitable for teaching for and reproof profitable. for correction and correction. for instruction and in righteousness
0: in righteousness oh it's so cool
1: <laughs> it is and and when you stop and think you know this stuff wasn't just what people wrote down because that's what they wanted to write down it's what God wanted them to write down. It is his word.
0: Grit and Grace is our story. It is the story of rescue from Mormon chains and redemption in Christ Jesus. Check the link in the show notes below. So beginning with episode two, we are inviting you to join us, to come along with us. And, and each time we will take one Mormon doctrine and contrast it with those Red M passages. And we will, we will contrast and compare and we will discover the truth that two hard-hearted Mormons could never comprehend. Please join us I think this will be a fun and exciting journey together. Yes. So we'll see you soon. Bye.